What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Gouache Universe podcast. I'm your host, Gouache, that comic book artist that discusses comics, movies, science fiction, and pop culture news, all while changing the universe, one subject at a time. So I got a good show for you today. Of course, you know I had to come and represent to do a review of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And so I got some special guests in the house this time to kind of bring this whole thing into fruition. So stay tuned for that and I'll be right back. Okay guys, we're back. And like I said, we got a, got ourselves a special guest here. So um, Wakanda forever, Wakanda forever you know we got to talk about this and i had to invite you know my special guest to talk about this spoiler filled review of wakanda forever you know he's gonna fall back in line to to knock this one out of the park this review out of the park so i want to welcome uh a multifaceted, talented uh young artist uh professional comic book artist uh cosplayer you know he's a science fiction aficionado uh, anything else you want me to add to it? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he, uh, you got to add the, uh, the, uh, the G word, geek. Oh, geek? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, That's cool. what the C is going for now, the geek. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> he going for that, okay. Yeah, he, he cashed uh, cash after me under the table, so to, to give you that description, everybody, so I just want y'all to know. <laughs> anyway, Calvin Simmons, man, it's good to have you on the show, man. Good to have, welcome hey, you, man. Man, what's up, boss? Glad to be here, man. Glad to be here. Yeah, you know, you know how we do. You know when uh, yeah. a movie like this, of this uh, stature, comes out, yeah. you know, we got to get together to to discuss and break it down, you know? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes. So, so overall, let's just jump right into it, man. Um, so, first of all, overall, what's your overall thoughts on Wakanda Forever? Just your overall thoughts, you know, uh, you know, just the vibe of the film, anything, anything come, that comes to mind. What's your overall thoughts on the film? Overall, I thought it was a good film. Um, I thought it was a good, strong film. It was, um, I can't say different. It was different than the first film. If you got to go into it, and I said this before, you got to go in into it with the idea that uh, uh, Kruger was making a uh, a uh, film this time, you know. Um, and what I'm saying is a uh, lot of drama. Lot oh wait, 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 hey Calvin, hold, hold on for a second. Hold on, I think we might have another special guest come in. Hold on, let me let me okay. come, like him in. Yo. Hello? Yo. Wait a minute. Hey, cut, cut. <laughs> Man, I knew Melvin was gonna call as soon as I as soon as we start. Hey, hold on. Okay guys, I'm back. Thank you for coming back to the Gouache Universe podcast. And um, off the bat. This is a spoiler review of Wakanda Forever. I'm doing a spoiler review of Wakanda Forever. So I just wanted to put that out there right now. This is a spoiler review of Wakanda Forever. So 
If you haven't seen the movie, you should have seen the movie. The weekend is is coming gone by now. And uh, if you haven't seen it, pause this on your podcast schedule, come back to it, and then listen to it afterwards. But you know, you know how we do. I had to break it down. I had to get two special guests in the building to do this review. Um, I had to get my main man, Calvin Simmons. Calvin, how you doing, man? What's up? What's up, man? What's going on? Oh wait, wait, wait. Let me let me let me back up. I forgot to give you your intro. I forgot he paid me before uh before the podcast, y'all. He he cashed at me a couple of dollars to do this intro. So let me back up. <laughs> so Calvin Simmons, professional, professional comic book artist, uh, uh, talented cosplayer, writer, artist extraordinaire. He's very no seriously. He is a professional comic book artist. He has a a, a really banging comic book that's out right now. Uh, that's really killing it on the web web comic cir- circuit, you know, on Comixology and Amazon and everything. Um, really, you guys got to check this guy out. But he's very knowledgeable on science fiction, and you know, me as a comic book artist myself, I, I definitely is one of the, my peers that I look up to, you know, in the game and everything. So I'm happy to have him on on the show. Happy to have you here, Calvin. Welcome to the show. Hey man, glad to be back, man. Glad to be back, man. It's good, good. And also, I have another special guest back in the building, professional writer, uh, script writer, cosplayer extraordinaire, Melvin. How you doing, man? Good to have you on the show. Great. What is going on? Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. It's definitely good to be back. Yeah, you know how we do. You know, we got to come together and represent, you know, when uh, a, a movie of this stature, this, this magnitude hits the, the the big screen we got to come back together to kind of represent so so uh so off the bat let's just jump right into it man um over what's your overall thoughts on wakanda forever you know just your overall you know uh you know what was your feeling you know uh going into the film and just immediately coming out of the the theater what was your thoughts on the film i guess we'll start with you calvin Yes, yes, yes. Overall thoughts, leave that theater was what a strong, impactful, memorable, um, high caliber movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. I really do. I think it definitely was a strong, good movie. Um, it's um, like the first in the fact that it had lovable characters, but unlike the first, it. Um, I think he concentrated, and I think you agree, Washington Mail, that he concentrated more on the drama. You know, like the actors. You know, kind of just go in. You know what I mean? Right and uh, do their thing, and uh, uh, I thought it was great. I got a Superman, uh, a Man of Steel vibe, and what I mean is, I'm talking about the way the director chose to um, pace the story. You know, you got the, you know, uh, the characters got developed more. Uh, you really got the emotion, you know, and weight and everything, man. I, I, I definitely, definitely thought it was a great film. The action was good too. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. And Melvin, what about you? What's your overall thoughts of the film? How did you feel going in, and how did you feel like immediately coming out of the theater? What was your immediate thoughts on it? Lift me up. No, <laughs> uh oh. Seriously, no. That's how I felt because, for one, first of all, before you get to the movie, that song was so powerful, and a lot of people don't know that the artist uh, Tim's actually wrote, arranged, and produced that song for uh, Rihanna because she's another um, talented artist herself okay. but okay. that song alone like I heard it I think what one to two weeks before the movie came out and I was literally in tears because the first time I heard it it was just so powerful and so moving but overall this, the movie was just 
incredible. I didn't know what to expect mm-hmm. going into it, how they were going to handle, you know, the death of Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman, right. which now meant, in their eyes, the death of T'Challa, how they were going to handle all that, and they did it beautifully. I didn't know what to expect going into it, but it was done very well. Um, like Callum said, yeah, there was definitely um, a lot of emotion, you know, a lot of inner tor- turmoil going on mm-hmm. between certain characters, and everybody did a phenomenal job in terms of storytelling uh, with this uh, film. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'll just say this, man. I mean, you all know me. I've, I've said this many times. We all, we talked about this, you know, before. I was one of the main like the, the original Black Panther was such a, it had such an, a profound ef- effect on me, and it immediately rose to not just my one of my favorite comic book superhero films of all time, but just one of my favorite films of all time. Just take the comic book spectacular fantasticalism out of it, and just as a film on its own, it was just one of the most impactful films that I had ever witnessed, and I would just so honored just to be a part of it just as a participant just as an audience member I'm, I'm just glad that I was there in that lightning in a bottle you know moment in history to be a part of that you know phenomenal experience you know of a film and I'm, I'm just, I was just so honored to be a part of that and like I said it was like immediately rose to like one of my top five films of all time you know maybe even top three and um when Chadwick Boseman passed away you know well first of all I was looking I was totally looking forward to you know the sequel and what they're going to do next I mean that was a great that was such a great start that I was just like oh my goodness the 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 you know the sky's the limit of what where they can go with this I mean they it was just the world this they just introduced us to so many wonderful beautiful characters that we all cared about and you know we've grown an affinity to just within a two-hour you know, runtime of film. And we just mm-hmm. love, you know, those characters. And just that world that they introduced just made you anticipate, you know, what's to come. So I say that to say the sequel, that was like one of my most anticipated sequels ever. I, I just wanted to see what they were going to do next because I, I wanted to be a part of that experience again. You know, I wanted to see where they were going to take it. I just wanted to see what they, where they want to take these new characters that they made me fall in love with so much. You know, I wanted to see what journey they were, they were going to go on next. And when Chadwick Boseman passed away, it was like all that kind of went away. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, okay, Chadwick Boseman is no longer with us. And it was a tragic, tragic, you know, uh, loss. You know, it, it impacted so many of us because he was... I hate to sound cliche, he was our hero. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, just seeing yourself in representation, just not for as a as a black person, but just people in general, no matter what color you are, that he would just just what he brought to the to the character and just not just not not just the character of, of Black Panther and T'Challa, but just Chadwick Boseman as a person, just as an actor, and just what he's brought to the table of the arts, you know, in his career and just his class and charisma and everything. And when he passed, you know, for me, and, you know, just taking it back to the Black Panther universe, it was kind of like all that anticipation and everything of looking forward to where things could go, it just went away. 
And so, you know, like I said, we talked about this where I was like, okay, okay now that Chaswick Bozeman is gone, it's like, of course, they're not going to do a sequel because, you know, our hero is gone. He's, he's no longer with us. How are you going to do a, a sequel with the main uh, character is the heart of the film is, is gone. He's taken from us. You know, and so I say that, I know it's kind of long-winded, but I say that to say going into this film, I was very nervous because, you know, they started, they went forward. They went forward with, you know, continuing on with the sequel. And this was like, it had to be like just four months after he passed away and they were going forward with the sequel. And so that kind of made me nervous. The fact that we didn't have Chadwick, we didn't have a hero, that didn't, that made me nervous. And so I would just like, you know, just in my internally in my own thoughts, I was like, you know what, just make this, uh, you know, a lightning in a bottle moment. You know, we had the original Black Panther. Just that was just a moment that we can never get back again. It was such a, a phenomenal experience. Just leave it in the past. You know, just make it a history making. It was just a history making experience and just leave it at that, you know, and just, you know, just don't make another Black Panther, you know, not because I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. It's not because of anything bitter it's just because i mean you know chadwick is gone he's not with us anymore and so how are you going to do a sequel with the main character missing and everything so i say that to say going into the film i was very nervous and thankfully i have to say this coming out of the film all of my nerves was put to rest i mean i was i came out of that film in a state of shock state a state of shock for so many reasons just shocked at how wonderful the film was shocked at how they were able to transform my thinking of it of being nervous about whether the film is going to be bad or whether it's going to be good or whether it's going to be you know whether you're going to feel Chadwick Boseman and his character and everything missing how they were going to you know how you know Ryan Coogler the director was going to you know navigate all of that and it just shocked me that all that was put to rest and I just couldn't believe it how well this film did without you know without Chadwick Boseman I mean but I've been mean, granted the film was you can feel his presence all throughout the film it was definitely a wonderful homage to Chadwick Boseman but I'm just saying it just it just had me in a state of shock I couldn't believe how good it was and I couldn't believe that they actually they actually did it you know this to make it sound cliche they did it they actually made a not only a great film but a wonderful and adequate sequel to the original which is very hard to do i never that shocked me in itself i didn't think that they could surpass the original especially with without its hero but they did that and that shocked me so i would say my overall was a state of shock um that, that was that was my take going coming out of the film i was just in a state of shock so you know and uh Man, I, I might have to start singing too, man. What was uh, how how does uh, um that song go? Lift me up. <laughs> so we can we you know we can harmonize that you know together, but uh, yeah. So I was in a state of shock that um. So I don't know. Uh, so going into the film, like uh, well, let's talk about that since you know we talked about since I mentioned Chadwick Boseman. What did you? How did you feel about the film and how they handled uh? Not only Chadwick Boseman and the dedications to him, but also uh, how they interwove that into the story of, you know, T'Challa. How did you feel about that? You know, 
did you like it? Did you feel like it could have been done more? Could have been done less? What was your th thoughts on it? Anybody can you can jump in on this one. Um, Mel, you go ahead, guy. Okay, thanks. Um, I mean, I thought they handled it uh, beautifully. Um, I like how they touched up on what happened without telling necessarily what happened by saying, you know, it was an you know illness. Mm -hmm. You know, that's sure. I, I love how that's the first thing to happen as soon as you know the movie started and they were trying to you know figure out how to save him or if they could and it was all about you know Shuri putting that brilliant mind to the test to see if she could you know find a way to save her brother right. and obviously we saw how it uh, worked out but I just loved the way the little little nuances the way they touched up on you know only a few people knew you know these were the people that knew and you know this is what we're going to do mm -hmm. and this is just how we're going to you know, move on, and, you know, like in the comics and stuff, you know, you knew eventually that, you know, Shuri was going to take over the mantle at one point, and that's another thing that I loved about uh, this film, mm -hmm. that I felt like Shuri wasn't really overshadowed by the weight of, you know, the pressure of the Black Panther mantle, even though, you know, she didn't initially want that, because I felt like it was more so because, you know, I can save my brother, so mm -hmm. what kind of Black Panther am I going to be? So, I really loved how they had that, you know, struggle for her. Um, I thought she went a little off the rails in the end, but um, uh, overall, I enjoyed um, seeing her get uh, her props and, and her moments uh, in there. But as far as uh, Chadwick and T'Challa, uh, I thought they handled that very well. And what I did love about that mid-credit scene at the end was that I feel like all parties, you know, were satisfied mm -hmm. based on what the future outcome yeah. uh, may be. Okay. Right, right. Okay. Um, what yeah, about you, Kev? Uh, great points, man. Yeah. Um, you know, from the beginning of the movie, they, they set out, you know, right into it. And it wasn't an action, you know, opening, but it was, was uh, what's the word, intense opening. Because mm -hmm. you have this, yeah. you know, your hero, uh, you know, uh, uh, dying, you know. Right. Fading out and everything, and she's in a tense situation. And you know, so um, you know, sp you know, small alert. Um, you know, the queen shows up and tells them, "Hey, look, your your brother's gone." You know, right? Uh, and everything. Uh, and then you got the what was the uh, what do you call it? Uh, watch the opening credit, not opening credits, the logo, the Marvel logo. Right. right. Um, yeah, yeah, the motion graphic. You know, it had a um um. That uh, montage to uh, Chad, Chad with, you know, and everything. Yeah. He just looking cool and happy, and just got that, um, you know, just just that expression that make you like him. You know, that noble mm. look to him. Yeah. Um, you know, being uh, T'Challa and uh, everything. I thought that was just, you know, just just very good, man. Uh, similar to what they did with uh, what's from the Fans and Furious um franchise, Paul, Paul Walker. Um, Paul Walker, you know, I mean, in, in the same vein, you know, in the same spirit of saying, hey, we're going to pay, you know, respect to this man. Yeah. And everything. So I thought that was very nice, man, throughout the whole movie. And uh, well, well, what's the word? Cashing in on this guy's past. Yeah. And everything. So well, I, don't, I don't know about y'all, but when right off the bat with the opening credits, you know, people were like sniffing and about to cry in my theater. So <laughs> I heard people like, oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> It was sniffing and wiping the eyes and stuff. I was like, right off the bat, I was like, oh, here we go. We're going to be crying yeah, throughout the entire I like thing. That. I like when a picture grips you in, man. The audience lets go. And I like being with a big crowd, too, man. It makes a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. You know how we comic book guys are. I mean, we kind of like pick things apart and we look at like details. But my only thing about that, I know it's kind of it's kind of like a small little nitpick. It's not even it's not even that. But I don't know. They I I would I would suspect that they would have to address it. The writers would have to address this like at some point later on, or maybe they won't. You know, they they just won't go back to it. But my thing is like, what possibly could T'Challa have passed away from? You know. What kind of illness could he have had? Because I thought when you get when you have the purple herb, then that can heal you from all kind of like sicknesses and trauma or anything. Now, I might be wrong. I don't know. I mean, the since he had the the purple herb of the of the Black Panther, shouldn't he have been able to heal from the sickness? I know that's kind of like well, nitpicky, right. but, but you know. I feel like that was the only thing because they were out. You know, I mean, you know, kind of like going to the store being item out of stock basically because of what Killmonger did oh. in the first one remember he burned that whole field right, right, um, right, right. and he burned all the ones that were left so I don't know how much that T'Challa had left in his system but apparently yeah. whatever he had he obviously needed more so I guess that's why Shuri thought to create a synthetic uh, blend if she could to right. try to save him okay but yeah, I feel, you know what? Yeah, those chances, basically. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I I totally I forgot about that. Yeah, he did burn all of them, you know, and you know that's a good point. You know, I mean, I don't know, is it the the herb in your system? Is it like something ongoing, or is it something that you have to like <laughs> refill up on or something? You know, that's I guess that's like getting too deep deep into the to the lore. Yeah, you know? that's a good point. Yeah, they they could have gone into that a little bit more. Yeah, because I kind of forgot here and there as I was uh, you know watching with the with everything between the first one and, and then this one with the herbs. So there were a few things about that, you know, okay. herb that, that I definitely forgot going okay. into this one. Okay. Okay, guys. Um, uh, What were you going to say, Calvin? Go ahead. I was going to say, oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. Um, um, and, I, I, and the movie's going to change a little bit different than um, the comic and everything. Um, mm-hmm. The herb in the movie is almost like Captain America's uh, super soldier serum. Right. You know, after a while, it deteriorates. It, it gets out of the system. He actually had to re-inject it with it several times in the comic, you know, oh, okay. to get his uh, powers back, or his, you know, abilities back and everything. Oh, true. Right. Yeah, yeah. so kind of, you know, it just over time. I guess it depends on how the writers want to, you know, want to handle it and everything. Okay, okay. Okay, um, good, good, good stuff. Um, so, um, we're going to take a break really quick. Um to uh, uh, take a break and listen to these sponsors and then I'll be right back after this. Okay guys, welcome back. Um, so we're just gonna keep on rolling through this. So, okay, Calvin, Melvin, I, I wanted to ask you. Um, well, let me just jump off. Riri Williams. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know, I gotta go, in, I gotta go into it, man. Uh, Riri Williams. I, I don't know. What, what did you guys think about? I, I thought that her character it was it was a great. She's a great character. Don't get me wrong. I just thought that some of her jokes didn't really land. I think she kind of grew on me towards the end of the film, where you know she kind Same. of stuck the landing. You know, with uh, you know the the jokey vibe a little bit. Um, but off the bat, you know, towards the beginning, I just thought, you know, it was kind of, it was a little bit forced. I mean, you know, that would, that would be my only nitpick of the film. But, um, I just thought that maybe it was, her character was a little bit too jokey at the beginning, you know, but, um, like I said, you know, she ended up working out, you know, towards the end. And I know that, you know, they're setting up, you know, 
she's supposed to have a Disney Plus show and everything, and they're setting up, you know, okay, this is her, and this is what's going to happen, and, you know, she's going to be doing this and that and the, and the other thing. So, you know, I get it, what they were trying to do and everything with her setting up her world, but I just thought that, you know, well, well again, you know, she was like the, the heart of the film. Like, her, her story was like, you know, the, the nucleus of what, you know, the film, because Namor was after her and you know I, I would say she was sure. like the the soul of the film she everything kind of revolved around you know her building that machine and everything and namor wanted to you know assassinate her and you know the wakandans they wanted to you know get to her to protect her you know from uh namor and everything but um i just thought that you know she was a little bit too jokey at the beginning you know and that was my only nitpick you know that was the only nitpick that i had of the film but um, what did you? What, what were you guys' overall thoughts on uh, Riri, Riri Williams' uh, character, Ironheart? Uh, I guess we start with you, Mel. What, you, what did you think of her? Um, yeah, I definitely agree uh, with you, Greg. As far as the joke in the beginning, um, I mean, she did grow on me um, towards the end. I just felt like um, epic. Um, before we were sure if you had watched her, and I think I told Calvin uh, another conversation. She reminded me of uh, basically like Sierra mixed with. Um, <laughs> Riley Freeman uh, from the Boondocks, like they, you know, mashed those two people together, made them <laughs> wow. like one character. Uh, but no, I definitely enjoyed her more so toward the uh, end, um, mm. all her clips and stuff in there. And I feel like uh, the one thing I did love about it, like they didn't have her in there, you know, too much. Like there wasn't too much uh, Riri uh, Williams in there for sure. I mean, I feel like they had her in, you know, great spots and great moments. Mm. Um, and scenes I did uh, one thing that kind of took me out because I was laughing so hard was the part where you know she first powered up you know her suit to get out of the garage and then one of the uh, dudes trying to attack her like out of nowhere you just hear oh she, she's got an Iron Man suit you know <laughs> <laughs> that, that part, uh, yeah that was funny yeah that was funny. had me just a, just a little bit but um, mm. yeah uh, but now overall um great uh, character development uh, throughout the film to start off with and from what I hear I guess her show I think this movie will be the end of uh, whatever current phase that we're in phase four um, because I know it's the next phase starts with uh, Ant-Man and Quantumania mm. and this uh, her series Riri series Ironheart will be a direct sequel to uh, Wakanda Forever oh okay from what okay. I hear I believe okay so it's going to lead it's going to segue from this directly into her, you know, where she goes. Because I know they said she was going back to Boston and everything. So, okay. Okay. Well, what about you, Calvin? What do you think about, what did you think about Ironheart character? I, I thought she was, I, you know what, I don't know, I'm not familiar with her in the comic. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I'm very knowledgeable of her. I mean, I've I seen her comic and read a few lines from her and all that. Uh, but I'm vaguely, uh, fairly familiar with the character. Mm-hmm. And I thought she was okay. I mean, but, you know, what do you expect? She's a new character. Mm-hmm. She's in college, so she's gonna play that. You know what I mean? That kind of that, that type. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, oh my God, I've been thrown to a, a hectic world. What do I do? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'll go to my science and yeah. you know barely make it out, but I'll make it out type thing. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like oh, I'm shooting. Oh, I ain't meant to do that, but it worked type thing. You know? Right, right. And um, uh, um, and, and get out of it. Because, I mean, technically, Tony, uh, being inside a cave, he did, right? He didn't know how to work the Iron Man suit. He was just cocky, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, arrogant with his. And, uh, and um, you know, he made it out the cave, so I guess Riri can make it out that warehouse. So, that know, garage, yeah. So, yeah. And plus, and plus, she built the machine that uh, those, uh, what's the machine was, Mel, that was finding the, uh, 
The vibranium. vibranium. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if they had an official name for it. Did um, they? they? I guess vibranium detector. Yes, I don't even know if they gave us an official name. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. That sounds yeah. good enough to me. A vibranium detector or a blue rock detector. I don't know. Purple rock detector. Something, something. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right, Marv, you owe money, baby. We just named that machine for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Emil uh, and I was talking about this, Gosh. Um. Uh. What did you feel about Riri killed the cops? It did, did, oh yeah. Oh, did wait? Did she kill them? I thought she just uh, blew up the cars, but did she just cold hearted? So too, I wasn't sure on that. I wasn't, I wasn't clear. I, that's, I, maybe, maybe he did that on purpose. Like uh, we didn't see any bodies, so I guess <laughs> we have to assume that you know maybe they're still alive. I mean, yeah. If you don't see bodies, fall to the ground. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that's a good point because they that explosion was pretty uh, thick. It was like all three of them cars blew up. You know, I don't think they can jump that far away from the cars in a matter of seconds you know so that's a good question you know but you know they say if you don't see the body then that means they're not dead so hey i don't know (laughs) but uh so um okay so the next one you know we got to talk about angela bassett man the angela bassett oh my goodness man the opening sequence and two is two keys for me the opening sequence speech that she gave to the united nations and the 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 speech that she gave to Okoye in the the council room man it was just so much emotion and just power first of all that opening uh sequence oh you know that was right up my alley man because I was wondering coming out of the last film I was wondering how were they going to touch on uh colonization and the U.S. and the world trying to get their hands on that vibranium and I thought that they would kind of shy away from that you know in this film or moving forward you know they never really you know, discussed how they were going to move forward with that, or you know, is it going to be a peaceful like transition, so to speak, or is it going to be something where you know outside forces try to you know steal it, or oh, you got all this power, so you know, you know, you, we're going to go to war with you. It's like you know this type of thing, and they did exactly that. And just that speech that she gave, while it was kind of like cutting back between her giving the speech to the United Nations, where like, look, I know what you're doing. You know, so don't play games with me. That type of, you know, vibe. And they were cutting back and forth between the the soldiers actually trying to, you know, commandeer the vibranium. And then the gates open and then the Adora Malaji come out out of the shadows. Oh, my. That whole scene was just fire, if I can say in a word. It was just fire, man. It just her delivery of it. Just Angela Bassett's delivery was just on point. That just brought it all the way home and then she marched them in and made them get on their knees oh man i was just loving that I was oh just... yeah that was brilliant hey, hey hey what do you call that she threw that shade at the uh the french lady i know right 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 <laughs> all she all she could do is just look down yeah i know <laughs> i know i know but um you know what i wanted to ask you this i mean speaking on angela stay on the same topic i'll give you guys to talk about angela bassett and what you guys talk about the opening scene and and the council and everything but i just wanted to throw this out there what did you think that uh did you think that uh the queen ramona did you think that she was being too harsh on uh okoye by firing yes. her <laughs> you thought so I mean, I feel like she was definitely, you know, leading with her heart. I mean, she was definitely emotional because it's right, right. You don't know if Shuri's dead or alive or if she's only been kidnapped, how they're treating her. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't know what's going on, what they're doing to her over there, you Mm -hmm. know. Well, you know, she's not in your care currently. And then when she was in your care, you know, this this is what happened. So Mm -hmm. I feel like she was definitely like, uh, 
led by her emotions, uh, for sure. I feel like if, you know, somebody would have pulled her off to the side, you know, maybe she just would have, you know, took her title and just had her, you know, uh, step down or maybe not had her step down, maybe just like sit this one out and have somebody else go handle, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get back um, Shuri. Mm-hmm. Um, the part that I did not <laughs> enjoy was that random and sudden, I had no idea, like, okay, just, just take Shuri's whole family, apparently. I'm like, that threw me off because I did not see that coming at all. So the fact that, yeah, you know, there was no apology or there was no, you know... No closure. Peace between, you know, Chloe and the, and the Queen or peace right. between, you know, the Queen and, and Shuri, even though I'm sure, you know, Shuri knows how the Queen truly felt about her. Hopefully, Chloe, you know, knew the same way deep down how the Queen felt about her. But there was that... There were no like uh, last moments or words. Which yeah, kind of like uh, kind of gutted me like a little bit as it happened because I was like, okay, yeah, get something out, some last words. Something. I'm like, nope, okay, none of that. Okay, all right, we're just gonna have another funeral again. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, what's your thoughts on that, Calvin? Uh, just Ramonda, her Angela Bassett performance, and also, uh, th- uh, do you think that she was harsh for firing uh, General Okoye? And, and her death, and since we're on it, we can talk about her death, I mean, too. It was perfect, especially when she did the opening scene, like you say, when she uh, had the soldiers uh, in, in the UN uh, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, when she went off on Koye, like Mel said, it was all emotion. It was all hurt. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. This is like, hey, look, I just lost. I lost everything. My son gone. Now my baby girl gone. I trusted you. You know, she almost took, uh, what's called play? What's the name from the first one? Um... When um, Wakabi did not kill um, Wakabi, yeah, you know, that, yeah, yeah, Wakabi that didn't uh, avenge his father's death. Right, she was right. hurt, man. Yeah, she she was definitely hurt, and she was in her right. She had the authority to do that and be like, "Hey, look, just, just you stripped up your rank, uh, you lost her. That's your, that was your job, and what?" Now I kind of felt poor because, like, man, you just doing this out of emotion. But I guess she, I guess she could, man. You know, uh, you know, I guess another friend. You know, I guess if I'll work for Mel, and Mel said, "Hey, look, man, don't drop these." All the eggs busted. That the eggs on the floor, the wall, the ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) How you get them up there, man? (laughs) Yeah. Hey, but. Denai, uh, was it Denai Guerrero? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah, that's her name, Denai, Denai yeah. Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Denai was on point too, man. I, I felt that they, they, they really exchanged something good, man. That was a powerful scene too. So uh, just, I agree with everything Mel said about that. Yeah, she you know, just hurt and was out of motion. You know what? <laughs> Let me say, oh, go ahead. You want to finish? I don't mean to cut you off. Would you want to? Continue. Oh yeah, I was gonna say yeah. It, it, it was on point. Ryan Kruger and, and the actresses uh, really pulled that scene off. Yeah, you know what? Let me. At first, I would say, hmm, that was a little too harsh. Her firing General Collier. But then, I had to think about what uh, Queen Ramonda said, Angela Bassett. I had to think about what she said, and she said something to the fact. I'm paraphrasing what she said, but she was like, "I've lost everything. My uh-huh. husband, my son." my now my daughter i have given everything and they've all been taken away from me or whatever so i had to think about that and i was like you know what she did lose everything because she lost her husband Mm -hmm. 
And General Okoye is supposed to be head of security, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she lost her husband. Yeah. Uh, she lost... Uh, actually, when, when Killmonger took over in the first film, she sided with Killmonger. Even though, you know, it was somewhat honor, but she still sided with Killmonger and... You know, Angela Bassett and uh, Nakia had to go to the border tribe. I mean, not the border tribe, but they had to go to uh, Mbaku for help. So they, yeah, so uh, General Okoye wasn't there for her then. And then, you know, T'Challa's gone, even though he he died from his uh, sickness. But she also entrusted uh, Shuri in under her care. And she supposedly, well, under, she, as far as she knew, she had died also. So when I thought, think about all those deaths, and secure and and she's supposed to be sec, uh, the head of security. Then I was like, you know what? Maybe it's justified. Then maybe it's justified. Even though yeah, you're right. Both of you guys, uh, you have a good point. It wasn't emotional, but at the same token, she did have a point. She's supposed to be top head of security, and under her watch, you know, all these people have been lost. So it kind of makes sense. You know, when you think about it that way, and you put it in perspective, it kind of. You kind of shift away from just calling it an emotional decision and calling it, you know what, maybe somebody else should take over as general. And I think when she stepped down, I think then that's when Ao stepped in, stepped up to be uh, general because uh, Ao was assistant to Okoye. And so when when General uh, Okoye was uh, let go, then Ao stepped up to be, well, that's what I suspect. They, didn't, they never really said that or addressed it in the film, but I suspect that she was... Uh, her position was up to general at that point. But anyway, I just wanted to touch on that and what you guys felt about about Yeah, that. real quick, refresh my memory in the first one, um, over the Koye. Yeah, how did that go down with them siding with uh, Killmonger? Was she forced because of duty or I forgot how that how that transpired. She had that uh she was like gladiator from the X Men. Um whoever sits on the throne, that's who she is. Right, right. Yeah. Right. So if I'll sit on the throne, I'm, I'm with Cavill. If male on the throne, I'm with male, you know, that's how that's you right. Look, who, yeah. who's ever... I, I guess that, uh, uh, the queen was like, look, God, you, you know who your friends are. <laughs> right. Lord, you know. And, and, and Okoye was like, look, who's ever's ass is on that throne. That's whose ass I respect. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do my job, right? <laughs> right? So that's your ass ain't on the throne. Namor man I thought that 
I was a little worried going into this film. Once again, you know, I'm always worried going into some of these films uh, with certain characters. But I was a little nervous about Namor and how they were going to handle Namor and everything. First of all, Namor is not even one of my favorite characters in the comic. I mean, in the comic books, he's like very arrogant. He's kind of a, you know, uh, I, I was going to say something, but I don't know. This is a PG rated uh, podcast. <laughs> but he's a, a, a jerk. I'll just say that. In the comic book, he's kind of a jerk. Um, in this film, he was very, I don't know, he was, first of all, he was great. His performance, uh, I forget the actor's name. Um, Horata? Is that, oh, oh, Calvin, you on your stuff, man. Yeah, I should know that. T-E-N, Enoch, like, like the Enoch from the Bible, T somebody with a T in the beginning, and then Horata is his last name. Okay, yeah. He was he was phenomenal. Just all, I just want to put that out there. He was phenomenal as Namor. He was he was he was scary in a way. You know why? I know you might say, well, how do you how do you figure that, Gwash? Well, let me explain. The reason why I say he was scary is because he had a lot of charisma. He he had a lot of charm, but at the same token, he was very powerful. He was very menacing. He was very commanding, and just that buildup to you knew he was the villain but you saw him have humanity and you know yeah. i always say you i know calvin is as artists you know we talk about this on many times you know in crafting characters and, and villains and things like that but they say the best villains are the ones who believe that what they're doing is the right thing that what they're doing is right and everybody else is wrong those make the the worst villains i mean when i say worst i mean the baddest like meanest most ruthless villains the ones who believe that what they're doing is is the right the right way and i just thought i really felt that in the way they dealt with his character the way that his character was written because leading up to all of his villainy what well, started off the bat in the beginning well his first scene where he attacked the uh, soldiers in the ocean when they were uh searching for you know in in the ocean searching for the uh, vibranium and everything just his attack so you knew he was strong and powerful and and to be feared but then they had the whole scene with him and Shuri and he was, you know, taking her underwater and showing her around. He was very charismatic, very respectful. And you really see what he has at stake. You really see his what he's fighting for and why he's so ruthless. And just the fact that he was just so charismatic and he was so, you know, uh, charming and everything. And he had like all this, this uh, uh, not I would say machismo, but just like. Yeah, kind of machismo, kind of, you know, charm, you know, that Latin charm and everything. And and it was kind of like I was on the edge of my seat. But I was like, OK, when is this when is he going to snap? You know, he's so charming. It's like, man, he's going to snap. And, you know, he's going to go off the deep end because I know what he has at stake, you know. So and that scene was the scene where he came up to shore and he was speaking to Queen Ramonda. And she was telling him, you know, how she wanted her, she wanted Shuri back. And he was like, oh, she's, you know, she's well taken care of. She's okay, whatever. And he told her, look, if I see any of your people in the water, if I see anybody coming to try to get her or anything or anybody coming, or if you tell anybody about this, I will not only kill her, but I will kill you and I will flood your entire nation Oh, just that the way he delivered it and the way he was kind of like the way the camera was shot where he was looking kind of looking down on the queen and everything. It was just like, man, he just looked scary. And just like, 
I don't know for me it that just like that just sent shivers down my spine. Just his the way he performed. I guess it was the way he performed it. But I was like, oh now that's the that's the, the, the ruthless villain that it's like, man, he you really believe that he would do what he said he would do. And I just thought he would just just great. I just thought he really brought it to that character. He made him a three dimensional character and not just a one dimensional character and one dimensional villain. And you know, that's kinda hard coming after, you know, uh, Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger and everything in the original. Um so yeah, I just thought he knocked it out of the park, man. I thought he was a great he had a great story and I really liked the fake the fact that they touched on, you know, actual history and the Mayans and they didn't really scare away from uh that history and how the conquistadors, you know, came bringing their, you know, their poison and, you know, their their smallpox and things like that. That that colonization and everything. Oh yeah, man. You know, that's that's the stuff I hey, you know me. You know I'm into history and I I was I was looking at you know a lot of the historical things and how they would play that, and um, I would just I just love that I don't know I just I just love that they actually made it based off of some form of reality and some form of true history of what actually happened, um, and they they dropped the name drop of being him being a mutant so that was always a good thing yes. too. Yes. So so I'll just start with you uh, with you uh, Melvin. What did you think about? Uh, Namor, and what did you think about the actor's delivery, and just overall your thoughts on Namor the character? Well, as far as the actor goes, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Uh, he was definitely uh, phenomenal because he was, he was, you know, he was ruthless, but he was also, you know, charismatic, and you know, in a way, that's definitely how uh, Namor is. Because when it comes to every, you know, cartoon that he's appeared in, whether you know it's Fantastic Four stuff like that, mm -hmm. uh, or same with the comics when he's like, you know, at odds um, against other mutants mm -hmm. or even against um, just anybody else in power. Like he's just there's just a lot of words you know I can use to describe him. I won't, but I just I don't care for his character uh, mm -hmm. outside of this movie. This movie I actually saw like where he was coming from and actually like felt for him you know at different times so when it comes to mm -hmm. you know the comics or, or the cartoons i was like oh, yeah i just can't I can't stand this character at <laughs> right. all but yeah and that's why i was kind of apprehensive you know with them introducing him in this movie but he it actually worked out uh very well what i wanted definitely more of um i definitely wanted to see more of uh Nemora. um definitely wanted more of her i feel like um she probably oh, yeah. had some yeah. more scenes just to you yeah. know hear what her point of view was with about everything that was you know going on uh his other his other right hand man i didn't really care for that character much like Atuma? that you know that you know oh you know, everybody's got that big bad general that's always like facing off against you know whoever's on the good guy side and i was hoping somebody was gonna take him out but i liked him <laughs> i mean Atuma? I, yeah i liked him um, yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I, I liked the tumor. I thought he was. I thought he was very effective. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I thought he was good um, up against the uh, Okoye. I, I did like the back and forth that, that those two had. You know, like oh, a warrior. You know that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that was cool, and their fight scenes were great. And the, um, uh, as far as the, I was hoping for a little bit more in that last battle. But then even after that battle was over, I was like, well, dang, yeah, sure, he could take on Namor. I, didn't even think about that at the time. Like I didn't know how that was gonna go, and mm -hmm. but she took him down. So yeah, and I was like, I was thinking back. I was like, yeah, because I know uh, T'Challa definitely would be able to take him out for sure. Like I wasn't sure sure he was gonna be able to do it, but with you know as mad as she was, you know about the deaths of 
you know, family members and everything weighing on her shoulders. Like I could see where that, you know, that rage kind of kind of kicked in and maybe amplified a little bit. But uh, right, right. Yeah, that's pretty much how I felt about uh, the character uh, overall. I love the origin though, like uh, Greg was saying, with everything with the you know Aztecs and the Mayans and the way they tied everything into that Atlantean history that was just that was just done beautifully yeah and then the colors and the costumes were so rich it was just mm-hmm. it was just all amazing for sure yeah yeah in the comics you know that's <laughs> I know Calvin you heard me many times talk about you know my beef with uh, Namor in the comics I'm like man put a damn shirt on man put some pants on <laughs> you know he's always running around shirtless in pants like but I can't take you serious boy put some shirts on but uh I like the costume design I think Ruth Carter is that her name the costume costume designer I think she came back uh, for this one, because I think she was nominated for Academy Award for the first Black Panther, and she came back and did the costume uh, design for this one. So I really liked his, uh, I really liked his uniform in in the film. But um, but Calvin, so what did you think about Namor? What was your overall thoughts on Namor? Namor, cool, cool, um, <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought he was great, man. I thought. Um, let me tell you what I didn't like, and this, this is not like something that ruined the movie. Nothing like that. Just a personal thing. I don't know. The beard got me. The uh, and goatee. Um, I'm not used to Namor being. You know, I'm used to him being. You know, uh, what's the word? Uh, smooth shaved face and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm not. You know, what I'm saying that that doesn't detract the fact that he was, his performance was awesome. Uh, Loretta's uh, acting was great. Uh, everybody body shamed, but the guy was in shape. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. everything. He had that menacing look, intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and everything. I like what they did. How they introduced the world. They took time with it, you know. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. He wasn't just an Aquaman copy. He, you know what I mean from the DC world. Right. Um, he could swim fast, but they showed you how they how they used the current out of out of Nemo. Uh, you know to travel to their different places throughout. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say Atlantis, but I know it's not called Atlantis. But you know, I'm, I'm just gonna say Atlantis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, all the different places. Fern like Fern Gully. I would have saw a little bit more of that world, though. You know. Was it? Well, what's yeah. another one? Uh, Fern Gully. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, every time, I wish yeah. I could have seen like, okay, the capital city, but I, I wanted to see how the marketplace looked, how they trade. Did they have highways? You know, I guess the currents will be the highways, but you know. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. But uh, I mean, it's good enough for what in, in one movie. We have to see it again. You know, mm-hmm. and, uh, Black Panther. Uh, we call it Wakanda Forever. Uh, HBO, not HBO. Oh, the Disney, me, uh, yeah. Uh, Disney Plus no, uh, series. The World of Wakanda, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right. And everything. But I thought he was bad, man. And when I say they had him fight, man, he was almost beating the Wakanda by himself. I know. Uh, he hit your boy Umbaku guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I thought he was dead. I, I know. Like, I did too. I said, oh, Umbaku died too? God, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody dies in this one. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. He said, Fishman. I said, oh, Mbaku about to get him, son. Yeah. He's just showing up. He blocked him. <laughs> and he turned around. Booyah. I know. And I thought Mbaku was going to get up. Nope. <laughs> yeah, everybody dies. You get a death. You get a death. You get a death. All right. should just called the Wakanda funeral. I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then we're going to the next life. And, uh, but he was good, man. And he beat up uh, Sherry. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, that was brutal, boy. I mean, he was elbow and punch. I mean, punched her hard on her. I said, "God, they gonna do a girl like that?" Yeah. Jesus. Well, you know, she. Well, we gonna we gonna get into that. I want to because I want to talk talk about that. But first, I got to talk about one of the biggest surprises. The biggest surprises of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I was I was so surprised. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. 
when Shuri went into the astral plane after taking the purple herb, synthetic herb, and I wasn't expecting this at all, but oh, it was so good to see Killmonger. Michael B. Jordan sitting in a chair in the astral plane because I, I didn't expect it. I thought it was going to be like Queen Ramonda talking to her, talking to her, you know, the kind of guy that's saying, I'm all right. You can do this or whatever, you know, whatever kind of coat she needs to put on, you know, the suit or whatever. But when I saw Killmonger, and in fact, let me just say this. In my theater, when, when Michael B. Jordan, when the, when the camera panned around and it was Michael B. Jordan sitting there as Killmonger, Man, my theater erupted so loud. It was so many screams and yells, and everybody said, "Oh yeah, yes, yeah." Now I was one of the main ones. I was clapping. Everybody was clapping in my theater because it was just so good to see him, just see him back in this one. And I kind of suspected, but I would, because I heard rumors that he was on set. But you know, it was kind of like it was being played down by either him or just whatever. Like he was just there visiting his friend, because you know he's real good friends with Ryan Coogler and everything. Um, so I didn't know whether he was in the film or he was just, you know, visiting or whatever, you know, and then I saw him come to the, uh, you know, the premiere, you know, they had the uh, pre-critics uh, premiere or the Hollywood red carpet premiere or whatever, like two weeks before the film was released publicly or whatever. And he was at the premiere. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, I wonder if, is he in the film or what, you know, cause I wouldn't, I don't think they come to the premiere unless he's in it or not, but I still wasn't sure. And I, like I said, going into the film, you know, I just, I don't know, the film was so good up until that point, I totally forgot about Killmonger, and when, and when the camera panned around, and it was him there, and it was Michael B. Jordan, I was like, oh, snap, like I said, my theater erupted into so many screams, because it was like, everybody was just happy to see him back, and just that whole scene was just fire, man, because, you know, Shuri, she was feeling that rage, she had just lost her brother, well, she lost her brother, and she had just lost her mother, and she felt like she had lost everything. And she was already sitting on some rage. And seeing Killmonger there, it was like, okay, that would be perfect for her to see because she's in that 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 mindset now. She's into that that revenge set now. She's want wants revenge. And Killmonger would be, the, you know, he's the perfect person to kind of guide her in that on that train of revenge or whatever, you know. And I just thought that whole speech of him you know and the camera like circling her and it was like going back and forth between him and her and everything man that was just fire man plus he was just sitting there with his hair all twisted and blowed out you know he had on the little uh saturday afternoon white robe i was like okay okay killmonger you know he got some very white in the background music or whatever you know i just thought that whole scene was just fire man so what did you guys think about you know killmonger's return did it surprise you were you expecting it like, I guess we start with you, Calvin. What did you think? Oh, man. I, I, it blew me away. I didn't think it was there because I said, okay, well, she got to go meet her mother, of course, because everybody else. Oh, I thought maybe they may try to pull up, uh, what's his name, Chadwick in there some kind of way. You know what I mean? Like in the background mm -hmm. or like a, uh, I hate to say a forced ghost type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I, I, But when I saw the white robe, I said, man, this just there goes uh, her mother. Sure enough, it was that Kim one surprised me. I started clapping. I said, "There you go, mm. there you go, there you go, Kim uh, Yeah, yeah, that. Okay. And plus, he I'm glad and, the internet didn't ruin it for me. Oh yeah, I, I don't think yeah, the internet they was good this time because I definitely didn't. I didn't see it on the internet or anything. I didn't see anything ruined or anything. But um, uh, also a known fact that uh, just a known fact. I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but he actually looked like he did in the comics. 
you know, he had his hair, uh, his hair was like long and dreaded, like he looks in the comics and everything. So I thought that was a nice little detail. Cause you remember in the first one, you know, his hair was like, uh, I don't know, it was like real tight, twisted, like tight, you know, real short and everything. But um, he, he looked more like Killmonger, the comic version in this one than he did in uh, the first Black Panther. So I thought that was a nice little nod to his comic accurate look or whatever. So I don't know. What about you, Mel? What did you think about uh, the Killmonger? Did it surprise you? Did you were you expecting it? What? Uh, yeah, I was definitely very surprised because you know, like seeing people in the family tree, I assumed it was maybe the Queen, and I was also hoping that maybe they were going to find some way to incorporate the T'Challa. Like maybe it'd be like uh, you know, camera pans, you know, on the Queen, but then like maybe kind of. Uh, off subject and out of focus you see like a figure there but then you hear you know the words of t'challa i was hoping maybe for something like that mm -hmm. uh, but of course it was killmonger which is just through everybody off but i did love the part in that speech he was giving you know, he was like oh yeah no you know this is why it's me because you know you know your dad's a hypocrite um your brother's too noble um i forget what reference he made to um uh, her mom but basically he was just going through why killmonger was the one that she saw instead of uh anybody else and i thought that was kind of cool to kind of break that down as the i mm -hmm. guess why people see who they see mm -hmm. you know when they go to that ancestral plane so i thought that was uh, uh really cool as well and the thing that threw me off was you know i thought it didn't take like after she you know woke up mm -hmm. i'm like oh maybe it won't take because you know i that uh, so many friends like that had the theory that maybe uh, Nikia was going to end up being the Black Panther. I thought they were going to do a complete switch and maybe go right, that right. route. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. But that didn't happen. But I was like, if that did, that would have been cool. Um, also, yeah. I would have been fine uh, either way. But yeah, yeah, yeah that was really um, uh, definitely a shock seeing uh, Killmonger there. But it was a welcome. It was a cool surprise. So. Oh yeah, really cool surprise. Really cool surprise. Um, so, okay, let me, uh, let's take a break and I'll be right back. We'll be right back right after this. Okay, so I wanted to kind of, as we kind of wind down, I wanted to, some quick topics I wanted to some brief mentions I wanted to uh, talk about. Um, what did you guys think about uh, the journey of Shuri and her big reveal as the Black Panther? Uh, well, let me just start it off. I thought I thought her journey was valid. I thought her journey was uh, warranted because I was wondering how they were going to, you know, uh, do that. I was kind of suspecting that Shuri was going to be the new Black Panther, but I was wondering how they were going to do it um, because, you know, in the comics, she, of course, she became the Black Panther at one point um but you know when chadwick boseman passed you know and they decided to go with t'challa passing within the film in the story confines i was wondering how they were going to you know rush shuri as being the next black, Pan black panther so quickly i didn't think it would be you know, i just thought it wouldn't work i thought it would be kind of forced um but once again i was pleasantly surprised I, pleasantly surprised i thought that it was definitely a, a great build-up um, it was a great journey. It was a great arc for her, for uh, Letitia Wrights. Um, I thought she knocked it out of the park. And I just that scene where she finally landed and did the, you know, quote-unquote superhero landing, and she landed in the suit, 
I gotta say, man, that whole scene just gave me goosebumps. That was probably one of my favorite moments in the entire film. You know, it just, I just had goosebumps, you know, in that whole scene. I don't know why. I don't know what, what it was. I just, just the buildup of her and her arc and everything, it was just so effective. And just her in the suit and everything. And the camera did the slow pan and reveal, and you get to see the entire suit and it panned around her and just everyone's face when they saw her as Black Panther. And it just gave you a new sense. One, it gave them a new sense of hope because now they had a Black Panther to lead them again. And it also gave uh, the audience a new sense of, okay, this is the new Black Panther and it's definitely warranted and definitely uh, worth it and definitely uh, deserved. Um, and it just, I don't know, for me, it just gave me goosebumps. I don't know, between the scene, the way it was shot, the music, and uh, once again, I got to say the music, uh, the musical score was just phenomenal and that also added to the yes, to the yes. to the ambiance of the film and uh just the build up and then when mbaku stood up and just uh, it was just i don't know just that whole scene just gave me goosebumps my my hair was standing up on my arms and everything and i just i just love that scene so so much and everything so um what are you guys overall thoughts and not only that uh reveal of her officially taking on the mantle of black panther and what is your overall thoughts on uh, Letitia Wright and Shuri, the character, and her arc throughout the entire story. I guess we'll start uh, with uh, we start with you, Gavin. What do you think? Okay, just real quick, man. I thought it was awesome. She deserved it. We we comic book geeks already knew what the deal was. We were already apprised. We were already aware mm. that what was going to transpire. Now we didn't know how it's going to translate to you know the big screen, of course. But but the, he definitely worked it out. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt that she didn't want it. We we like the reluctant hero. It's like I really don't want to do this, but you know, right, right. I had to, and she was forced into it. And she she felt she had a motivated reason to. She said, first off, I needed to save my people. Mm-hmm. I needed to get revenge. You know, mm-hmm. so she had like two or three motivations going in. You know, just to be the Black Panther, right, uh, and everything. And uh, but he told the story so well from the beginning to the uh, end. Uh, Kruger did, mm-hmm. and Kruger did, and. Uh, it was just, just great, and uh, I thought it was good, man. And uh, the, the intro when she dropped down, they was talking. It could have been longer for me. They could have milked it up a little bit more. You know? I know, yeah. Uh, like they're doing the anime and stuff like that. She, uh, she had her hair all plaited up. I know, right? Like so, uh, I know. She going out on the town. I know. I'm like, when did, when did she have time to get her hair done? But, you know, anyway. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> hey, that vibranium do everything. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it it give you a blowout if you need it. Yeah. <laughs> and she did that. And she came out, yeah. man. She got her, her group together and the ship came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I don't know what you call it. Uh, uh, we call it uh, the thing the ships fly off of, like in Top Gun. Um, oh, my goodness. Uh, um, uh, Helicarrier. Oh, oh but, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. The little. Yeah, do they have a name for those ships? I don't know what you're talking about, but I don't know. Um, that's a good point. I think they do. I forgot what it was, but I think they do. Yeah. yeah. Wakanda Wing uh, or something yeah. like that? I don't know. Um, yeah. that, that was just so awesome to me. I thought she had a good story arc, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, beginning, yeah, beginning, middle, and end. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't perfect. She says, I'm going out for revenge. Right. And oftentimes our characters aren't perfect. You know, that what makes our, our good guy, the protagonist, uh, he or she, you know, good, uh, worthwhile being interested in. Right. So she right. had to grow up. You know, she had to grow up and she had to get over anger. Right. And she had to, uh, like, like Angela Bastille showed show him who we are mm-hmm. you know as a country we're, we're merciful we're powerful but we're merciful people right know? right 
And you know the, the touch on the touch on what you were saying earlier about how she was getting the mess beat out of her. You know, I was gonna say that you know uh, she didn't really have a chance to 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 practice being a fighter. You know, and I think the only reason she survived was one because she had the suit. Because I mean, he ran her through with that that staff of his. You know, but she survived. You know, but um, but so she did have flaws. She didn't. Yeah, so she didn't, you know, it wasn't like, okay, she put on the suit, she automatically knows how to, you know, be a super fighter and everything, even though she was doing some, some real big acrobatic tricks, but, uh, you know, but, um, but, you know, she wasn't perfect, like you said, and stuff like that, you know, and, uh, and uh, Namor actually beat her physically, but she actually outsmarted him, so that was, like, the key yeah. to her defeating him, so I just wanted to kind of touch on that, but, so Mel, what did you think about uh, uh, Letitia Wright's performance, and what did you think about the arc of, uh, of her as Black Panther, as the new Black Panther. Uh, I thought her performance was great. Um, I felt like uh, emotionally she hit all the right notes. Uh, the, you know, they hit people in the fields when it came to um, Shuri and, and what she was going through, like especially like at the end of the film. Um, mm-hmm. As well as far as her as a Black Panther, um, you know, she, they definitely put her through her paces, but you know, she got through it and you know, remembered, you know, who she was. You know, by the time. Mm-hmm. You know, she had, well, not by the time, but by the time she was, you know, ready to face Namor and, you know, pretty much about to kill him, she, like, she truly remembered, you know, who she was yeah. in that moment. Uh, and that's um, definitely what I loved about that. She definitely had heart all the way through, even when she had tried to have peaceful conversations uh, with him as far as, you know, working together and things like that. Like, she really tried to do everything she could to get through them. And then, you know, before he decided to you know, attack the throne. So I thought she did a remarkable job as Shuri, and I thought Shuri did a remarkable job um, as Black Panther. Now, real quick, I do want to also say that Thor and Milaj were just excellent throughout the whole film. Um, As well, um, I want to say Michaela Cole, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing her name right, but um, she played Anika. Uh, She was amazing. Um, She was uh, funny when she needed to be. And I thought she was great uh, in the moments that she had. And the whole part with the... um but the armor of the, the Midnight Angels. Oh, yeah. That was that right was out just, of the comics. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And now I wish I went back and picked up, you know, that book when it first uh, first came out because I know it's going to be probably going for ridiculously high on, on eBay for that first mm-hmm. appearance. But yeah, yeah the, the the details on those costumes were just I know. incredible. Oh, my gosh. And then also, you know, I, I got to add about uh, Nakia real quick. Like, she was. Oh. I've never seen her look more beautiful like in, in every scene every scene was better than the next it was great i know it was yeah. just she uh, amazing all the way through and all the way up to that that mid credit scene also which you know you kind of you kind of see the you know the writing on the wall when you know the queen was like oh hey by the way sure i got something to tell you about your brother and then back then i wasn't sure what it might have been oh wait 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 wait! i don't think you. wait i don't think uh calvin did you see the mid credit scene yeah, I got confess. I watched it online. I, oh, I, I okay. I ran into it. it. It's not because I wanted to. It's kind of oh, okay. You know how you scroll through stuff and you just end up seeing it. I'm like, well, I'm, I, I saw this much. I'm not well going. So yeah, we, we talked about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I thought you didn't see it, but anyway, yeah. Go ahead, Mel. What were you gonna say about uh, yeah. But yeah, that, 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 and that, and the part where you know the queen catches up to her, and then it's like, you know, six years later. I'm like, huh, six years later, huh? And I kind of 
guess what may have transpired, but I just wasn't sure. And plus, you know, I wasn't sure if it was going to be a boy or, you know, a girl. Not that that really mattered. But um, and then when it got to that mid credit scene at the end, I was like, I was hoping it was going to be along the lines of that, especially when she's like, oh, hang on, hang on a second, here, go do this. And then she chose, you know, to walk down to the beach to yeah. uh, burn her funeral uh, attire alone. And, you know, it, it just cuts the movie off. And I'm like, oh, please let, more, please let there be more. And then it goes right back to that, you know, Shuri on the beach scene. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yes, because you know Nikita is not going to be alone when she comes to find her. And yeah. sure enough that she wasn't. And um, I think that's a great way to tie in everything moving forward with the future, you know, of the mantle. Because now we can get that yeah. uh, this... male side of the character back as yeah, well. Even this... though Shuri will do a fantastic job. Yeah, this this changes everything. I mean, now that I mean that totally took me by surprise that mid credit scene. But first of all, I just want to back up a little bit. You remember, you remember when um, when Nakia went to rescue Zuri and from uh, uh, Namor underwater? She came in blazing fire, right? She came in shooting first, asked questions later. She murdered the uh, <laughs> she murdered one of the uh, Atlanteans or whatever, and you know she came in shoot first, asked questions later. So she kind of started oh, yeah, the whole just war. Like James I was like, Bond. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, man, you ain't gonna ask no questions. <laughs> she came in shooting first, but anyway, I just thought that was kind of funny, man. <laughs> she came in, you know, she just started shooting. But anyway, um, yeah, but this this kind of opens the door, man. It's like, okay, you know, we got Kang, the Conqueror, coming uh, uh, right around the corner. He's like a time travel, and they're introducing a new T'Challa. So it's kind of like, okay, you're not. Re they, I mean, Feige was telling the truth. He's really not gonna recast. T'Challa, um, you know, and you know, so it's just like T'Challa. This is T'Challa Junior, you know. But I think they can do be like some type of in the future, like and maybe by the time we get to like Secret Wars or something like that, you know, maybe uh, young T'Challa will be all grown up or something like that, and he can be, you know, we can get John David Washington as the new uh, T'Challa. Yeah, you're right. But plus, I do like that we don't have this new young T'Challa. We don't have this version in the comics, right? Because you know, it's always T'Challa Storm, you know. I don't think there's been any, you know, storyline yeah. where it's been T'Challa yeah. and uh, Junior. Nakia's yeah. um, uh, child. But, I mean, I haven't read every volume of Black Panther, no. so I'm not sure if there's, like, some alternate universe where they do have a child out there. But I did like that back then because now we have, you know, maybe the first one in the MCU yeah. that is a child of T'Challa and Nakia, which, you know both of them together i mean that's gonna be you know one amazing kid already yeah i'm trying to think that they i know in the comics nakia she goes down a dark path they really took some liberties i, right, I kind of like right. it and that happens too yeah that's yeah. why i like it when i watched the first one i was like i didn't know how to feel about the character and i didn't even i haven't read many of the arcs with her in oh them, yeah just knowing you know how she you know ends up i was like huh i don't like why is he chasing her this entire you know movie basically but yeah I don't think they're gonna go down their direction. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna go in that direction of her being a villain in anything or anything. Because in the comic, she becomes a, a stone cold villain or whatever. Boy, she, I think, I think she's. I hope not because she's amazing in the second one. I, I love the character. Yeah. And Wakanda forever. Yeah, yeah. She definitely, she definitely has a, a knack for infiltration because she went down there and got uh, <laughs> Shuri and, you know, I didn't think she was going. Well, well, she she did it. She got down there. You know, she got through all those defenses. I was like, man, how did she get through uh, the Atlantean, you know, all the Namor's defenses, you know, but she got through and, you know. Now, did y'all want more of her and Okoye, like, before, you know, Namor attacked? I kind of wanted more of that because I, I was kind of hoping they were going to team up and do some stuff together. 
now that Okoye uh, had been ousted, like I was hoping they could do some, you know, recon or some stuff together. But you know, that really didn't happen because they were more so, you know, helping, you know, citizens of, of Wakanda. We might get more of that in, uh, like I think who was it, Calvin? Did you mention uh, the uh, Wakanda World of Wakanda Disney Plus series? We might get more of that, yeah. you know, because um, I think uh, Denai sure. Guerrero. Yeah. I think Denai Guerrero is the star of that show. Is she the star of uh, World of Wakanda? You know, if if she, if she is, you know, then I'm I'm pretty sure we might get some special guests, and you know, uh, Lupita Nyong'o might appear, and anybody might appear from you know the movies might appear in the show, maybe as a special guest or something like that. You know, we might get those team ups. You know. Hey guys, what happened to the other door, Margie? Not the one, the new one that showed up. With like the two knives on the submarine who beat the uh, the French military in the beginning, but the other one that was on there, uh, uh, she she was on uh, Civil War. She said, "Move, or you will be moved." Yeah, that was Ao. She was in it. Yeah, she. Yeah, she she was in it. She she became the general. That's the one I was saying who who became the general when Okoye was fired. When she got those, that she oh that's right. Namor took a plane out. She had crashed. Yeah, yeah. She and she was also firing from the plane and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ooh, she fine, tall and fine, man. Yeah, she she been uh, definitely. One thing about that me. last scene, like who didn't somebody uh, in the door like get critically or fatally wounded? Did it look like that to y'all on that last scene on the ship? Uh, yeah. A lot of people got a fist. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. But I thought like there was like a key scene where like somebody in door like. You just see them getting stabbed before they get moved on to somebody else, and I can't remember which one it was. I don't even know if it it was a fatal blow, but it just looked like it was. So that kind of threw me off mm-hmm. when I was watching that last scene of the um. Yeah, they definitely the ship and everything, but maybe it may come back to me later. I'm not sure. Well, they definitely uh put a hurting on them. You know, they definitely got got some uh got their lashes in. You know, because uh, they were definitely going at it, but um. Before we wrap up, I want to real quick. What did you guys think about Winston Duke and uh, Mbaku? Should I, do you think he there should have been more of him? Do you think they underused him? Did you think that he was used enough? What do you think? What do you guys think? I don't think I think he used just right, but I guess it's the way uh, you know a picture, a picture is worth a thousand words. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just to see him in a dynamic pose kind of mm-hmm. uh, brings out a presence. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um. Maybe maybe just some slow more him kicking butt, yeah. Or him raising off his throne, and slow more would have did it just to say, "Hey, I'm here." But he made a great entrance, uh, eating the carrot and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm Baku. That's me. I'm a <laughs> yeah. vegetarian. Like you, bald headed uh, demon. Me. He played like <laughs> almost the uncle, a big brother to Sherry for a little yeah. bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He gave good counsel, good advice. Yeah. Because uh, we need some males to get you know be guidance. Yeah, I said it. Yeah. Uh, not that I'm hating on the one female. Yeah. No, you're right. Saying. You're right. I'm, I'm, hey, you're right. What no. I'm saying is, right. uh, you know, because the, the uh, what's the word? The feel the whole dynamic of the uh, of the family. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Male, right. female, mother, and stuff like that. Right, right. And uh, you need that balance. Uh, the balance uses what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. And then at the end, he fought on top of the ship. He was kicking butt. Uh, they more was sticking with him though. I know. Yeah. Wait, wait, who? Oh, wait, no. 
but I don't think so. But wait, still, wait, what? Because didn't he say he was challenging for the throne? So I was trying to figure out if that means sure he was going to take a step back and just still do, you know, everything on the whole, you know, technology side, but still be Black Panther, or if that meant that you know he was going to challenge. Uh, you know, I wasn't sure. That that part threw me off like a little yeah. bit. Yeah. You know what? You're right. I I didn't think about that. Kind of. I was kind of confused about it too. He came out of the ship. And I was like, I, I definitely didn't think they, that they did it, Calvin. We, you, we, we, where's your mind at, man? <laughs> but no. <laughs> hey, what y'all doing up in there? the Sherry ride. You know what I'm saying? He said, there will be no challenge today. I'm like, they got married and did it. And like, you know, two kingdoms. No, no, no. Nah. Yeah, that's what I thought. I said, oh, okay, well, he had him making. So, I mean, <laughs> his underwear, I thought yeah. someone died. I, I don't know. Nah, I, I definitely didn't think that. But I, I, I was thinking that. I don't know. I wasn't thinking that. But I was thinking that maybe um, he was going to challenge for the uh, for the throne. But then they never right. moved forward on it. Um, so, I don't know. Because I, I know they said Shuri couldn't make it or something like that. Something like that was, was said. Mm-hmm. Uh, she would not be attending today or something like that. And, he said he was going to challenge for the throne, which is so. I, I don't know if he was just taking her place that day because she had other stuff going on or what. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe it was something like that, and they just didn't. I don't think he. I don't think they. They were clear. I don't think he was clear in stressing that or showing that. I think they could have shown, uh, explained that a little bit better. Is what I'm trying to say, um, because I was kind of confused by that too. And I, and maybe if you listen to other reviewers, they might, you know. If you bring it to their attention, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of confused on what happened there, too. Maybe that was just like a, I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of confused on that, too. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that it was just like, okay, well, he's taking her place while she's doing something else. You know, and it was just something as simple as that. I just think that they could have maybe explained that a little bit better in in visuals or something like that. But um, I definitely know that they weren't having sex in that ship up there. <laughs> I, I know that much. I know that much. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other Black Panther. Uh, yeah, that's that's. I think that's going around on the dark web. That's not a. <laughs> that's not the main train of thought. But uh, but um, okay, guys. So um, so uh, I'm gonna take a little break, and then when we come back, we're gonna wrap it up and get our closing thoughts on the film. Okay, guys, so now we've come to the part of the podcast where I want to get your overall thoughts on, we've talked about the good, the pros, the cons, the little nitpicks or whatever. Um, We talked about what we love, you know, the characters uh, that we loved and things that stood out and everything. So I just want to get your overall thoughts on the film and your overall rating of the film, like. Your closing thoughts, you know, what you thought of the film and what effect or impact has it had on you. And then, you know, you can give a rating like either four out of five or, you know, out of ten or however you want to rate it, you know. Um, I guess, Melvin, we'll start with you. What did you think about the film overall, your closing thoughts, and what's your rating of the film? For me, overall, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say 10 out of 10. I mean, I know there's probably stuff I can go back and nitpick and put down like a few, maybe like point fives or like a point set. But like for me, in that moment, as watching it fully, it's definitely going to be a 10 out of 10. For me, I mean, we all have those movies uh, growing up, whether it's uh, family 
members have shown us or we just discovered on our own Mm -hmm. um, to kind of feel more connected, you know, to the culture. And for me, like this movie, like taking out the superhero aspect aside, like it was, this movie definitely made me feel very, very connected, you know, to my people just based on just the movie alone, the themes, the costumes, the the music, the storytelling, everything was just there. And, you know, it's a, it's, you know, not a real uh, place, but to me, you know, it felt real, you know, watching that movie watching, you know, the first Black Panther also, it just, it just felt like a magical, you know, world somewhere where, you know, I would, you know, want to live, you know, basically. So, um, for me, the the movie was just, uh, excellent. The score, the the soundtrack, the cast, Mm -hmm. um, the story, the costumes, um, the visual effects, just everything was just, just, uh, great. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, Calvin, what did you think? Overall thoughts and your rating either four uh, out of five or thoughts, ten? I thought the movie was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. I plan to go back to see it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything. People said maybe it could be cut down. Maybe in the theater is just right. You know, just for a theater release, but I hope we get a extended version, you know, mm-hmm. with longer mm-hmm. fight scenes and more character development mm-hmm. and everything. If they have one, you know, director's cut, that mm-hmm. would be great. Uh, overall, I think, uh, again, very emotional. I'm glad to see Sherry go through that uh, uh, hero story arc uh, and everything. Uh, I like the fight between uh, Koye and Natuma on the bridge. That was pretty cool mm-hmm. uh, and everything. And uh, what, what we're doing, like one, one out of ten or... Uh, well, uh, since yeah, since Mel started with ten, we can just go out of ten, you know. Which okay, I, I I I will give it a uh, nine point five. Nine point five. Okay, okay, that's a that's a good review, um, a good a good rating. Um, both of you, both of those were good ratings and good uh, points and everything. Um, I'll say this: my closing thoughts is for one Wakanda Forever. I thought the film. Like I said at the beginning, I, the film left me in a state of shock because I was so surprised how good it was, how how it checked every box that had me nervous. It checked those boxes and then some. And it really put my mind at ease. Like throughout the entire course of the film, I was just surprised at how much that I was loving the film and how all of my nerves were put to rest. And... And I had many things that I was going into it. I was kind of worried about, you know, just to mirror what you were saying earlier, Calvin, you know, I'm a, I'm a, 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 a sucker for family too. And I'm into that. I, I really like that, uh, that family structure. You know, you have the, the, uh, the man is the head of the household, the father figure or whatever. And, you know, then, you know, you have the wife, then you have the kids and, you know, so on that whole traditional family structure. And so going in, I was worried because our hero, the head of the whole film, our head was gone. He was, he passed away in real life. And I was worried that, you know, okay, with the head, quote unquote, I would hate to say use the word term cut off, but you know, with the head gone, okay, now we have these other characters that are going to, members of the family that are going to, you know, come in and step in to be the main, main character. And that kind of worried me because, you know, in the first one, we had these three strong you know you guys know how how serious i am about strong positive you know black male characters in science fiction and pop culture i I really hate seeing characters hate us being portrayed you know in in the stereotypical 
you know, characters and stuff like that in films, TV, that stereotypical black character, the menstrual show, the, uh, the characters you don't really take seriously. It doesn't have like any type of three dimensional thought and things like that. So I'm very serious about that. And that comes down. And, and when I'm creating my characters in my comic book, I definitely make sure that there is a strong representation of what I like to see as far as, as, uh, you know, as a voice for black men in particular in film. And I really want to make that positive, uh, male, uh, strong, um, uh, uh, representation in film. And I think that's sorely lacking in today's films, you know, uh, and not only film, but just pop culture. And that's one of the things that I really liked about, uh, that first, uh, Black Panther. We had these strong, we, we not only had these strong black men positive with different, uh, perspectives and three dimensional characters, uh, in that film, but we also had a balance of strong women too. It was like a balance of we had the men, we had strong men, and we had strong women on both sides. And going into this film, I just felt that that balance was off because T'Challa was gone, Chadwick Boseman, the star of the movie, was gone, and it was kind of like I was worried about that. But you know, like I said, I was it was all put to rest because everything in the film happened so naturally, and everything, all the characters, is kind of like you know. Uh, with T'Challa gone, it's like the members of the family stepped up to the plate and they kind of held up the entire world of Wakanda kind of held up that mantle of being, you know, uh, uh, just it just held those uh, those mantles up. You know what I mean? It held the, the, the bar up, you know, with the with Chadwick Boseman gone and everything. I think the the between the actors, the characters and everything, it was all working in unison and they all kind of held it, did their part to uplift you know that fallen uh, space that was missing, that heart that was gone from the the, uh, the film, which is Chadwick Boseman. Um, they felt they felt the void. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. They did a great job of filling the void uh, that was missed by Chadwick Boseman's uh, uh, performance and uh, as the character and everything in the film. And so that was put to rest. But um, so I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. That was a long-winded uh, statement, but I'm, I was pleasantly surprised by the film. Um, I'm gonna give it a 9.8. And let me tell you why. The reason I'm gonna give it a 9.8 is because overall the film was, it was uplifting, but at the same token, it was, there was a, a, a veil of grief over the film. You know how in the first Black Panther there was a veil of joy and happiness and uplifting and hope in the film and and all those all those things were here, but it was there was still that veil of grief that was like the cloud over the film and that grief was the loss of Chadwick Boseman and also within the story it was the loss of T'Challa and you can feel that grief and that loss throughout the entire film. And by no fault of the director, the story, the actors, no fault of of anybody involved other than it is what it is. You know, I can't help it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's by nobody's fault. It's by default. I mean, everybody did a great job. The story was perfect, as perfect as, as it could be, you know, without its lead. But I think they did such an amazing job of like I said in the earlier filling that void since Chadwick Boseman was gone that it was just magnificent but the only reason I'm giving it a uh, 9.8 is because it's still a fact that 
Chadwick Boseman is gone and T'Challa is gone. And they wrote that into the story and you can feel that grief. And so my heart kind of felt that loss throughout the entire film. And I was just like, man, it just made me sad. You know what I mean? It just, I came out of this movie and shocked that it was so great and it was so good. It definitely deserves an Academy Award, but I was still, I felt sad because I felt so bad and I felt it just reinvigorated all those feelings I had when Chadwick Boseman passed. And it just brought back all of those feelings of hurt, pain, and just sadness and just, you know, like we all felt when he passed away. It would just it just brought back all those feelings. And I felt that veil of of sadness throughout the entire film. So like I said, it's no fault of the film itself. It's no fault of nobody. You know, it's just I guess it's just a me personal thing, you know, that I just felt sad, you know, throughout the film. You know, as good as the film was, as as great as it was, as they crossed all the as they checked all the boxes and everything. Uh, within the story, the soundtrack, the score, the, the writing, the plot and everything, it still had that veil of sadness, you know, because of that loss. And I don't think that nothing or anything besides, you know, Chadwick Boseman still being alive and being, you know, in the film could have could change that. You know, if, you know, if he was still alive, you know, we would have probably gotten a different story and it would have went in a different direction. And maybe I would have it would have been a 10 out of 10. But you know, we lost him and they wrote that, they decided to write that into the story. And so you kind of feel that grief and sadness, you know, because you know that he really passed away in real life. And so for me, I give it a, that's the only reason I'm giving it a 10.8. Otherwise, you know, it would be a, a 10 out of 10, like the original was. That was, a, I gave that one a 10 out of 10. But um, yeah, so yeah, so that's my overall thoughts on Black Panther. So another one in the can Wakanda forever you know I guess until the next one I guess where we got the Wakanda, world of Wakanda Disney Plus show to look forward to you know yeah you know and uh what John and, David uh, um, we gotta review um The Rock had I put a post on Instagram he said congratulations to the Wakanda forever crew <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah yeah he put a picture of Chadwick on the throne put a picture of him on the throne Black Panther Black Adam oh yeah back to back side by side or something like that mm -hmm. Yeah, side by side. Oh, okay. I got to check that out. Oh, don't worry. We're going to welcome uh, The Rock pretty soon because he's going to be playing Apocalypse for, uh, you know, when they start doing the X-Men. So don't worry. We gonna, we got him. We're going to get him. We're going to get him. I just hope we don't take 15 years. We're going to get him. We found a guy to man. 15 years. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not worried about that. All these phases, you know. Yeah, yeah, man. By the hair. He said mutant. So hopefully, yeah. you know, they're coming sooner than later. And then hopefully, I mean, because we have, suppose I guess now we have all these specials, you know, these quick specials coming out. Uh, I guess doing solo intros for characters, so yeah, maybe it's not too far before we finally get, you know, an X Men movie, yeah, or something along those lines. Yeah, we will see. We will see. Okay, guys. So right after this break, uh, we can wrap it up, and we'll be right back. Okay, guys. So we did it. We made it through another classic, epic review of a movie in the can we made it without pulling each other's hair out of course i got a shaved head so i don't have any hair to pull out but uh <laughs> but we did it so um so calvin uh wanted to tell everybody where can we find you on the interwebs you know what you're doing anything you're working on uh you got the floor uh, yeah man hey man you can find me in a lot of spots now 
Uh, definitely check out uh, Webtoons, man. Shepherd the Webcoming at Webtoons. Webtoons, man. Go ahead and subscribe. It's free. All you need is your email address. They can send that to you. Updates come every um, other every other weekend. Uh, check out Shepherd the Webcoming, man. Shepherd the Webcoming. Also, Facebook and also Instagram, man. And you can catch me doing a lot of interviews uh, via Blur Over, uh, Blur.com. And some uh, other places on uh, YouTube, man. Just type in my name, Calvin Simmons, or Shepherd the Web Comic, man. You guys won't be, uh, uh, you won't regret it, man. One of the hottest things on the uh, internet right now. Okay. Shady Quash. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And Mel, Mel, want you to tell everybody what you're doing, uh, what you got going next, what you got cooking, and where can people find you on the interwebs? Well, I've currently been in the process of moving for the last month, so I've been pretty tied up these days. But you can still find me at Instagram.com, uh, backslash Melvis Pelvis, um, for all your writing needs or inquiries. Uh, I hope to have some things moving along in early 2023, but we'll know more as uh, the future progresses. But I've always got things cooking and things uh, in the back of my mind ready to be written. So we will see how that goes in the near future. Okay, cool, cool. Um, and of course, you know, you can find me all over the interwebs, just at Quash Universe. And of course, uh, uh, my comic book, uh, my graphic novel, The Native Quest, is still killing it. Uh, on the interwebs it's on comiXology and of course it's on amazon the amazon bookshelf right now and i'm currently working on many different projects um uh several uh projects i'm working on a sequel to the native quest and i'm working on uh uh solo characters within the gouache universe the native quash native quest universe and um i also have some surprises that's coming up um i'll be letting you guys uh, know about it in the future um so yeah thanks guys i appreciate this uh pre appreciate you guys coming together so we can do this uh spoiler filled uh uh wakanda forever review um i really enjoyed you but um now it's time to get back to the drawing desk but um i want to thank you guys so um make sure you also subscribe to all of my uh channels i'm on instagram um on this podcast the gouache universe podcast and like i said you can find me on all the interwebs um, subscribe, like, and share uh, all of my things. And until next time, I'll see you in the universe.